welcome back to the fantasy scape podcast um unfortunately nick's not with us today but we have someone we hope can uh at least do a serviceable job replacing him uh you guys might remember uh lee from our first couple episodes uh but lee how are you doing Great, you gotta be a real OG to remember me, but I'm very happy to be back. Wish I could be joining Nick, my man, but I am very happy to be back in the saddle, if you will. Yes, sir. We are blessed to have Lee here, and you listeners are also blessed. Yeah, it's great to have you back, man. Can't wait to see what you decide to bring to the table tonight, man. Oh, yeah. Nick is off rubbing elbows with famous people in California, so... What a loser. Yeah. Yeah. Could be in his parents' room recording a podcast. Get your priorities straight, Nick. Anyway, uh, today we're going to be talking about fantasy and especially dynasty quarterbacks. Probably the most important position if you play uh, super flex, which you should for dynasty. Yeah. Not super flex dynasty scares me. It's just gross. I hate getting one quarterback dynasty questions like on Twitter. It's like, I don't know. What am I supposed to do with this? Um, Ignore it. It's <laughs> a good Locked. option. Um, but before we get into that, I want to cover two things. First, the not-so-fun part, injuries. Um, so the Thursday night game, we saw Tua get uh, concussed. Don't know what type of timetable he'll be looking at. Um, I, I genuinely like hope he's out for a while. Because, like, at this point, like, all jokes aside, like, uh, I'm concerned for his long-term health. Um, so I, I hope he just really takes the time to recover because you don't want to mess with, like, a potentially serious brain injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that, 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 was, that was scary looking. Um, but, yeah, hopefully he takes the time he needs to recover, get back however much time he needs um but yeah to uh get better if you happen to be listening to this which you're not um but we also saw javante williams go down for the year that hurt um javante was like i think consensus top five dynasty running back and yeah popped his acl not good um but Melvin Gordon is a big benefactor. Um, what do you guys expect from this Denver backfield? Because they signed, was it Latavius Murray, I think? Yes, sir. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Do you guys think it's just going to be a heavy dose of Melvin Gordon, or it's just going to be one of those gross committees? Uh, I think it's going to be mostly Gordon, but you know, Hackett's not afraid to play the hot hand, so wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they do a little bit of that, too. Yeah, I'll be interested just because, I mean, obviously he's had some fumble problems. And I think if it wasn't for Javante going down, this would have been the week where we saw him really take over. I don't even want to say a workhorse role because I still don't think that would have exactly been the case. But I think it would have been very dominant for him. But now that that injury's happened, I still think we're going to see some boon back there. But, um, yeah, Melvin Gordon's going to be... Probably close to a workhorse, which I don't know how I feel about that. I, I'll be interested to see what happens. What if he fumbles again this week? Does that actually mean Latavius Murray's going to get a whole lot of touches? Maybe Boone will. I, I don't know. But um, 
I think, in a way, Gordon did get bailed out by that injury, which sucks, but um, it'll be an interesting backfield to watch. Yeah, I definitely think that Gordon's going to be the main workhorse, at least for the next few weeks, until we see what he's able to do. Mm -hmm. When when you see an injury like this, like, a lot of teams just sign players for depth. Yeah. And, like... So I think that's more of what the Latavius Murray signing is. So if anything, it's yeah, gonna be Boone. He's right. not gonna be relevant unless. No, I I don't think he's. he's I don't think. Sorry, you can continue. Oh, that was pretty much it. You send your thing. Uh, yeah. Well, the thing is, Latavius Murray's thirty-two. He can't really handle constant use, regardless of you know how much use he's had in the last few years. So the thing is, like, uh, honestly, I think with their depth, if they you going Melvin Gordon. I think they might use Mike Boone a bit more, but thing is, we'll see in the next few weeks just with how they use Gordon. They were using Mike Boone as like the receiving third down guy, so yeah, I I did see that a bit. I'd probably it might be like that type of situation where Gordon's in on like first two downs and the goal line, then Mike Boone's in on like the receiving work, but we'll see. Tomorrow, I guess they they play tomorrow, um, and then speaking of tomorrow, Jonathan Taylor is already ruled out. Um, but the good news is it's not a high ankle; it's a low ankle. Yeah, that's good because high ankle would mean several weeks missed. I think Taylor himself said like if he had a full week, he'd probably be fine. But because they play on a short week, uh, he's already out. And then I think Traylon Burks also got hurt. Like turf toe, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Rough, rough start to his career for old Traylon Burks. I feel like, I feel like it's just like one thing after another with him. But um, if you're a rebuilding team, don't mind sending out some offers for Traylon right now. I think the talent's still there. Uh, just kind of a shaky start, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Does anyone else get injured that uh, I am blanking on? I can't think of anybody that I, actually just got injured significantly. Yeah, I can't I think of. Thank God. Yeah, many people Thomas and, on the opposite end, kind of nice to see um, Brian Robinson. He's been taken. Oh off yeah, the, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. He's been taken. I'll be interested to see what his usage is going to look like this week. Mm-hmm. And then Zach Wilson uh, also returned. He he looked pretty bad the first half, but I, I thought he looked pretty damn good the second half. Yeah, he's already grittying, yeah. man. <laughs> That's a good gritty too. <laughs> Got to give it to him. He led the he led the game winning drive against the Steelers. Steelers defense is pretty good, as us Bengals fans know. Um, Unfortunately, uh, now <laughs> yeah. now I'm hurt. Moment of oh, silence. I, I hurt yeah. myself. <laughs> um, I think that's all the injury news. For this week, though, right, yeah, and from last week, uh, I don't know the development. You know, for, I guess uh, one more, um, Cordero Patterson. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's Cordero right. Patterson. Yeah. That was. Oh, I got it. He's gonna miss some weeks. And then they use this like Huntley guy. I had never heard of Huntley before the last Sunday, but he looks all right though. Yeah, You're good. Got more touches than Kyle Pitts. <laughs> My existence Bro. is. A <laughs> Oh man! Oh no! I can guarantee you, like anyone who's listening to this, just clicked off after that. Yeah. Anyway, 
Um, uh, before we officially get into the quarterbacks, let's do a little uh, rookie roundup. So uh, first I want to talk about Mr. 101 himself, Brees Hall. Uh, he looked, his receiving numbers are kind of insane right now. Looking schmexy over there. He's second among running backs in targets behind only, is it Christian McCaffrey at one? That's probably Christian McCaffrey. I'd have to look on player profile to see him, but I, I see the I see the targets for, uh, let me see. Regardless, he's second. But the stat I really want to focus on is he is number one amongst running backs in air yards per target, meaning he's getting targeted like on actual routes. <laughs> like he's not getting these like little swing passes and screens that normal running backs get. Like he's getting trusted to run actual routes and getting targeted a lot on them, which if you couldn't realize, that's quite good for fantasy. Um, he's not surrounded by slouches on the wide receiver room. I mean, he's got Garrett Wilson, who's proven to be really good. I like yeah. Elijah Moore. Honestly, Corey Davis has actually been relevant too this year. So, I mean, that's it's pretty Now that he's not the number one. Yeah. Yeah, imagine that. And also on top of that, I mean, Tyler Conklin's been relevant as well. I didn't really see that coming, but here we are. And Happy have, for him. They oh, have the sure. tight end god, CJ Uzama. <laughs> of course. Um, but yeah, Brees Hall... It's only a matter of time now before he like just goes nuclear with this type yeah. of receiving work because he's starting to play more and more like running back than Michael Carter too. Like his snap share has just gone up and up and up. Yeah. Um. So, man, I love I, his I efficiency too. Yeah, I, I tweeted this. There is an off chance that Brees Hall could be the number one dynasty running back before the end of the year. If Jonathan, because Jonathan Taylor's been meh, slowed it's down, been whatever. It's really the Colts organization. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They have that corpse of a quarterback, Matt Ryan, out there. Hey, Matt Ryan's good for Michael Pittman. That's all I care about. <laughs> That's um, true. But like with it, like Jonathan Taylor's been meh. Saquon, obviously elite, but he's twenty five years old. Um, Brees Hall, if he's like a top ten running back at a twenty one year as a twenty one year old, like who's to say he's not the RB one? You know? Yeah, yeah. And I also tweeted I think, this. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, I think three of four of the games the Colts have played, they have like been trailing. Mm-hmm. So that like could be part of the reason Taylor's not getting as many like rushing attempts, but they're not really using him in the receiving game as we'd like. Yeah. Right, and um, I mean, welcome to the Indianapolis Colts this year. They're not going to be not trailing very often this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, at that point, fantasy owners can't really take a lot of stock into that just because, like, they're not going to be winning very often. So mm-hmm. He needs to get more involvement in the passing game, which I do believe that's going to come. Um, He had a slow start last year, but that was because of usage. He is being used. He's on the field this year, but that... I think he will come around. He'll be top five again this year, even losing this week. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, I'm not worried about Taylor. Um, but going quickly back to Brees Hall, an interesting historical comp I found was David Johnson. Now, for you youngins out there uh, that are thinking <laughs> like David Johnson, that that washed Texans running back, 
<laughs> you don't remember who David Johnson was. David Johnson was the RB1 in points per game in 2016, I believe. Mm-hmm. And as a rookie out of, I don't even know where he went to college, some like D3 school. Northern Iowa. I have his player profile pulled up. Yeah. He was top 10 in points per game as a rookie out of Northern Iowa. And Looks like he he was number two with 25.4. Yeah. Or no, that was his second year. His first year at 13.1. Mm. So um, right outside the top 10. Um, but David Johnson, absolute dog in the receiving game. Uh, his best receiving season, he averaged uh, 7.5 targets a game. Brees Hall is averaging 6.75, if I remember from my quick math I did. Um, which, as a rookie playing with uh, so-so quarterbacks, that's that's really impressive. Mm-hmm. That Brees Hall is mm-hmm. already showing his this elite receiving usage. So you know, hopefully he just doesn't have the injuries that David Johnson has. But obviously that's the unpredictable part about fantasy football. Um, Maybe the Texans can trade their best player for him. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Trade a... Who's even good on the Texans? Damian Pierce. Well, then they'd actually win the trade and have to ruin our narrative here. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But anyway, uh, moving on, uh, Drake London. Drake London is second in the NFL in total target share, behind only Cooper Cup, I believe. That's pretty insane from a 21-year-old. Let me actually fact check that. Make sure I'm not spewing misinformation. I think that was I saw that somewhere. Yeah, it was yeah I think point four percent. Number two. Yeah. Number three in target rate. Like this dude's just being dominant. Obviously, when your quarterback's Marcus Mariota, you're gonna have to ride the wave a little bit. Uh, he only had like three points last game, but that, that's the Marcus Mariota experience. Garrett Wilson, we mentioned earlier. Really good as well. Traylon Burks, sadly, his season has been halted. Uh, Chris Olave, though. Chris Olave. He's been, been really, really good. Oh, he's yeah. number one in air yards currently. And unrealized air yards. Yeah. So I think he's had the most deep balls thrown yeah, to him. He's number one for deep mm-hmm. targets. And <clears throat> his average target distance is 16 yards, which is, or 16, which is, you know, number four in the NFL. So, really impressive from him. He's um, only 22. Yeah, he's exactly. young. These, these rookies are showing out this year. Yeah, it feels Some like every year we get more and more uh, wide receivers that seem to just be going off more and more. For sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, Chris Olave, I think outproducing what a lot of people thought of him. Uh, I'll be honest, including myself. Like, yeah. he's just been really impressive. Like, I think to, when we drafted, like none of us, none of us saw him as like the, any of the top two or top three wide receivers in that class. And now I think he's cl- clearly the number two right now, only behind Drake London um, in terms of the class. I've personally taken Wilson over him as of today, yeah. but I could, I could definitely, see, I can, I, I mean, can definitely the see Wilson. Be made. The way that I personally see it, I see Hall, London, and Wilson like the top tier of rookies right now, and Olave is like right behind, and he can easily join them. Like, he, I right. don't have to wait to see a world where he joins them in tier one by next week. All, all I need to see give me one humongous game from him next week, which he's already looked great again, but like, yeah, 
again, you, you get the point. I, he's yeah. awesome. I was just going to say it's not clearly mm-hmm. for me. Like, Yeah. I'll accept an argument that he's number yes. for rookies or number two in wide receiver for rookies, but um, that it, there is definitely room for debate still. Which again, we're what going into week five? That is yeah, week play. five. Yeah, yeah we're going to see plenty of him. That we're good. Are we all in agreement that all three of these guys are like top fifteen to twenty dynasty wide receivers right now? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Twenty for sure. Fifteen. Probably, I probably put them all in my top fifteen. But twenty, London and Wilson for sure. Fifteen. Yeah, I don't Wilson see sure. how anyone could I, argue I any of them see. outside the top twenty. Yeah. Um, speaking of rookies that have looked great, Romeo Dobbs, like this, yeah. this dude. Talk about this year's like potential Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, I mean he yeah. he's get last two games eight targets. Should have had another long touchdown, but kind of dropped it. Whatever. Yeah. So much um, for Rodgers not testing his rookies. Yeah. Yeah, I will say Rodgers has like said in quite a few interviews he likes him, especially on Pat McAfee. Yeah. <clears throat> Romeo Dobbs just sounds like the type of receiver statue, I'd love but... to trade Alvin Kamara for. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh my. Mister Bo- Mister uh, Brody might be yeah. uh, might be onto something. Honestly. <laughs> All right, so here's my take. I'm going to take because, I mean, you know, I'm close with Brody. So when that happened, I said, odds are, in the long run, you're probably going to win that trade because I think Dobbs is going to be relevant, and I don't know how much longer Kamara really has. That's me. Mm. But I was like, dude, you got to get more than that. You could have gone, just throw in another third or something. Something, please. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like, I think the week after he did that, Romeo Dobbs had his, like, Breakout game. So maybe, yeah, the maybe 74 yards and targets. Maybe Brody knows something we don't. And I'll also um, ask you guys a question real quick um, on the topic of rookies. Um, how are we feeling about Sky Moore? Because I'll admit I'm kind of, I am worried about him at this point. I was actually encouraged by what I saw. On, Still, uh, okay, yeah. He he played Sunday. more this week. He got some yeah. second half targets. That was great. That's big. It's like I don't know. I, I still it was it was kind of a damning lack of involvement for a bit. And it's mm-hmm. an increase, but that's also a low bar. Yeah, uh, the second week I was a little concerned, but I mean it's it's still gone up every week. His snap share, and not only that, but he's getting like I know it's very low sample size, but like on the routes he does run, he's getting like hyper targeted, and he's. <laughs> being very efficient on the targets he sees. Um, and they're starting to involve Michael Hardman less and less. So I think it's just going to take that time to like tip the balance, if that makes sense. I think by mid-season... This is Michael's breakout season. Facts. facts. I, was, I, I <laughs> want to be sure that everyone knows that was sarcasm. My <laughs> God. But uh, I think by mid-season, we'll see Sky Moore... Um, be a consistent uh, player, at least for real life. Hopefully for fantasy too. If the if his current trend keeps going the way it does. Um, but speaking of second round rookies, George Pickens had a good game. Uh, he wasn't just the wind sprint king this game. Kenny <laughs> uh, Pickett actually decided to throw him some footballs. Uh, I guess we could talk about both of those guys. Um, 
both of them looked really good. Kenny Pickett had three interceptions, but like two of them were not really his fault. One of them, top three wide receiver, Chase Claypool, just being a bum. Um, and the other one was just a Hail Mary. So uh, I was pleasantly surprised, I guess, by what I saw from Kenny. He looked accurate. Um, and then Pickens looked pretty good, over 100 yards. Any any thoughts on uh, these two from you guys? I Yeah, I'm definitely not worried about uh, Pickens. Uh, or, I mean, Pickett. It's kind of yeah. weird differentiating there. But uh, I'd like to see more from Pickens before I can decide. But I did like his draft profile coming in. Uh-huh. I, I like them both. Um, I, I mean, pick. I said this before we started recording, but Pickett almost feels like a Kirk Cousins type of deal for me in terms of like a fantasy comparison where like he's going to be relevant um, in super flex leagues. I mean, that's someone you absolutely want. He'll be relevant for a while, I think. And again, two of those picks were um, absolutely not on him. I mean, God, every once in a while, I mean, that first pick, just seeing Chase Claypool suck. Oh, my goodness. Like, he was talking about being top three. Let, r- God, rank these three chases. Who would you take one through three? Jamar Chase, Chase Edmonds, or Chase Claypool? I'm not convinced. Uh, he's probably number three there. Or maybe we can even add Chase Daniel to that. Is he in the top three for that? I'm not convinced. It's he <laughs> I don't think he'd even be like, if you put Chase Daniels and Chase Edmonds at wide receiver, I'd I think I'd still take them over Chase Claypool. I would take Cleveland defender Chase Winovich over Chase Claypool. (laughs) Exactly. It's not good. Um, Chase Young, he exists. He's he's not even a top five Chase in the league. It's not good. (laughs) What what happened to Chase Claypool? Because he had a very promising rookie season. I don't know. He just like fell off the map. But um, anyway, uh, a prevailing topic uh, has been Deontay with the emergence of Pickens. Are you guys worried about Deontay's targets with Pickens now stepping up? Oh, I don't know. Here's my thing. Um, this is not going to be an apples-to-apples comparison, but are you worried about Jamar Chase's targets because T. Higgins looks dominant? I'm assuming your answer is no to that. And while neither of those two are on either of the other two's levels, in my opinion, um, the point still remains that just because another wide receiver is relevant doesn't mean the other one is going to lose relevance. Um, it could even possibly take pressure off of him, which I feel like that's sometimes even a tired narrative where it's like, oh, that means they're going to put a ton of pressure on the number two wide receiver. I mean, no, because Deontay is still the clear number one. He's going to be treated as such. But um, in a way, it almost felt like he could have ignored the other wide receivers on the team. Obviously, we know Pickens has promised, and obviously we know Chase Claypool does exist, I guess. But In theory. In theory, yeah. But um, there, that in a way could help them. They're they're both going to be relevant, and I'm not worried about it. Still, the number one wide receiver on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think it's interesting to note that Deontay was primarily be covering by our guy Sauce Gardner, who has looked really good this season. Insane. Yeah, Insane. Um, he's dominant. Yeah, <clears throat> he looked good against Jamar Chase, and I love Deontay, but he's not Jamar Chase. Um, so I think it could be a crime by low for Deontay because hopefully Kenny's an upgrade over Mitch Trubisky. 
and I think the targets will still be there. Uh, and Deontay is still a very good wide receiver. Um, Kenneth Walker kind of got a bit involved, I guess. He exists. Not really much to talk about him, though. I think the last rookie we'll discuss for now is like Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce has, has looked really good uh, getting more involved, but obviously, actually, I think he got a fair amount of targets and receptions. Um, but, you know, Rex Burkhead, I think, is still going to exist in that offense as the primary pass catcher. But if Damian Pierce continues to break off these long runs, he could he could uh, dispel these draft capital concerns. Right. Any thoughts about Damian Pierce from you guys before we get into the quarterbacks? I am interested in seeing how well he can open up the reception game because right now he only has a, uh, I think it's around a 7, 7.5% target share at the moment. And uh, All right. the thing is, out of those, he's been targeted 10 times, I think, because his catch rate is 100% right at the moment, which that's interesting. And I also do love his efficiency numbers. Yeah. He has a lot of evaded tackles. I think he's number five in the league right now for evaded tackles. Yeah, I, I just I pulled up his player profile. I just pulled up his player profile. Uh, yeah, he's number five in evaded tackles. His catch rate's number one, 1%. Uh, every single time he's been targeted, he's caught it, which... Very interesting. Yeah, I, yeah I I'm, I'm not buying him right now is the only thing. Yeah, the thing is, yeah. I need to see a bit more before I can try to dissuade the, uh, you know, draft Apple concerns. And if, But the thing is that his, the, his, like, owners are way too high on him still, I think. I remember before the season started, people were just straight up trading 2023 first for him, which... Right. That's, yeah. that's insane. But we'll see. Uh, um love Damian Pierce. Here's here's my thing. He um even from the very beginning of the year, week 1, he's gotten double digit rushing attempts every single game. So obviously they're going to continue allowing Rex Burkhead to exist, but Damian Pierce is clearly their guy now. And as Michael just brought up, it would be great to see more of a receiving target share. He just got 6 receptions last week, which is by far his most. He has 10 receptions all year. And on top of that, he only had eight yards, uh, eight receiving yards to show for those six receptions last yeah. week. So that's not great. But obviously, the yards per carry has been pretty awesome. So um, I, I feel great about him. I can't imagine. People were giving up those um, 2023 firsts, which I, I still can't really get behind. I mean, if it's If it's a pick that you know is going to be late in the first round, then... Maybe, but even then, it's like, nah, I can't do that. And as you were saying, I mean, Damian Pierce holders, like, you might as well hold him to see if he becomes worth that because we're seeing all the promise now. I mean, I, I own him in a couple leagues. I have no intentions of, of selling him unless someone blows me away with an offer, which I guess people have done that before. We've seen, I mean, if you're on Twitter, you've seen it all over the place. It's kind of, it's always been ridiculous, but as he keeps having good weeks, the offers for him have been getting more and more insane. So I, I'm going to hold him until I receive an offer that blows me away as well. One trade I think you could explore if you have Damian Pierce is selling him for Ramondre Stevenson. Very similar players. Uh but Ramondre is quite involved in the New England receiving game. 
whereas Pierce, obviously, we mentioned, is not. Um, you know, I, I think it's a lateral move, in my opinion, but if you could get a significant plus for that swap, like Pierce for Ramondre plus, that would be something I'd be interested in. Or if somehow you can sell Pierce plus for Brees, who we talked about earlier, now as a Brees yeah. Hall owner. I'd if take I, that in a heartbeat if I could get him for Pierce plus. If somebody offered me Damian Pierce in a trade for for my Brees Hall, I'd laugh in their face. Yeah. Um, but, you know, send out some offers. You never know. Yeah, you never know how that Brees owner in that league sees him. Yeah. I think everyone is quite aware of how, how like, on the verge Brees is from a breakout, though. Yeah. Yeah. But... Which is both good and bad. Um, but anyway, main topic of tonight's episode, we want to talk quarterbacks. We're going to give you, what do we say, top top 10? Top 10, yeah. Yeah. And then we're going to have some discussions about those. Um, I think some, some of the most like varied quarterbacks right now are like, uh, I think Lamar Jackson has quite a bit range i've seen him all the way up at two and all the way down at like five um i put a poll out on twitter and i guess you can get into this with your rankings but uh i asked people straight up who they rather have for dynasty lamar jackson or patrick mahomes and i think the majority of people said lamar what do you guys think about that um i disagree yeah. Um, uh, spoiler alert, we're getting into our top tens. Mahomes is my number two, and I debated putting him at one for a little bit. Um, it's still Mahomes because, like, going into this year, I was worried, like, okay, you don't have a stud wide receiver anymore. Obviously, you have Kelsey, and that's a very big deal. But you don't, you don't have a clear-cut number one wide receiver. Um, you don't even have a clear-cut number one running back you can fall back on as a security blanket i mean ch has looked good this year i don't want to act like that's not been the case but mahomes has still looked awesome even with that so i think say he's able to get just some sort of number one wide receiver next year or maybe by the end of the year juju turns out to actually be good maybe sky more really turns into a very relevant piece uh Michael hardman is not breaking out as much as some people would like to believe but even with all that, Mahomes has looked awesome. And uh, I can't – I still struggled to put Josh Allen in front of him, but I, I did. But Mahomes is absolutely number two for me. Yeah, yeah I, I also saw Mahomes at two. Yeah, so you do just, I. If you watch the Bucks game, that's it, bro. Yeah, Bucks oh, game. Dude. That first game of the season. Exhibit A. Only exhibit yeah. yeah. I'm not convinced. Even if, say, something catastrophic would happen and Kelsey goes out for the year, I just don't think I'd move Mahomes from there. He, I think he can work with whatever he's got. I agree. He's so good. And I think, the, for, to me personally, the reason Allen is number one right now is because of Stefan Diggs, which I don't want to discount and act like, oh, that's the only reason Mahomes is down there. But. I mean, Diggs and Allen are the best duo in the league as of right now, this current moment. It's it's incredible. And Gabe Davis can oh God, he that that whole thing is still funny to me. <laughs> he, yeah. he exists in theory. Yeah, he but I mean they 
There's some depth that exists in that wide receiver room, and Allen uses it. Isaiah McKenzie, I'm reminded that he's there because of Josh Allen. But, I mean, have Stefan Diggs, who is a top-tier wide receiver. Everyone, I feel like he was left out of a lot of conversations. People talked about Cup, Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase. Diggs, I felt like, was constantly left out of that conversation, and I never really cared for that. He was my sleeper pick for Offensive Player of the Year this year, and right now it's kind of looking sexy. I'll be interested to see how that looks at like the halfway point of this year. But for that reason, I will still put Allen in front of him. But the whole point is you're talking about Mahomes versus Jackson. It's got to be Mahomes. He has done incredible. He's, And I don't think it's going to stop. Yep. Most people receive Mahomes as a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's literally, that's it. He's been a freakazoid every single year that he's been starting in the league. Both I, in I am one of those the people. Real NFL. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mahomes, if he retired yeah. right now, he'd be Hall of Fame. Yeah. He's like the most, besides Josh Allen, and like maybe Lamar could be thrown into this, but like for the sake of the argument, I'm just going to say like him and Josh Allen are some of the best I've ever seen. Like it's just ridiculous seeing him move through the pocket and. Yeah. Just their Patrick, elusiveness and athleticism. is the most exciting athlete I think I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, every single time I see the Chiefs play on TV, you see Mahomes do shit that's like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. you, you can never expect it because you know he's going to do something wild, but still you're amazed by it every time. And he – what was it last game? He he had some play. I can't even think of what it was. He did, like, the I remember, push pass to CEH or whatever that was. Yeah. That was ridiculous. You know he's going to do something wild, but you're still wowed by it every single week. And Allen absolutely has those moments as well. You're talking about Mahomes being the biggest, the biggest freak in the NFL that we've ever seen. That's true. Allen is also insane. He has those plays and the way that he runs the ball. He, it's like he has a stiff arm on a legit defender every week. Like he... Yeah, dude, Allen, Allen's a monster too. He's what that's why he's my Mahomes, number one. Holmes is the biggest walking highlight I think we might ever see. Yeah, yeah. Literally, they both have like freaking artillery cannons for arms. They're every single time they throw, it looks like a freaking magical like just event. It's wild. So, if I'm hearing this right, it sounds like Allen and Mahomes are your guys' tier like one quarterbacks yes for me yes and i could even debate about putting justin herbert along in that tier one i kind of go back and forth between that actually mm-hmm. so, um, that's another spoiler um i have lamar at four i still have justin herbert in front of him that's but, where um, we that's where we differ i i have lamar at three yeah you can absolutely argue that you we've all seen what he's done to start out this year it's Mars insane. He is such an incredible athlete. I mean, there was all those talks when he got drafted about moving him to running back. He would be an incredible running back. Uh, he he legit would, but also part of the reason why Mark Andrews is like probably, do we agree he's the number one dynasty tight end right now? Is that agree on that? Say yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think Lamar is a big reason for that. Other big oh, yeah. reasons because they didn't surround him with a ton of great wide receivers. Oh, we step. forgot to mention Rashad Bateman's dealing with the foot thing. Oh yeah, he is. But I think they said he's is that, day. Yeah, I was gonna say, is that a big deal or 
He, I think I didn't really see. He, he sat out the second half of the game on Sunday, um, but the Ravens said he's more day-to-day, so it's kind of just like a wait-and-see type of thing. Our favorite kinds of injuries. Which I will say, the Ravens' receiving core sucks. Like they, their depth is like literally non-existent. So if Rashad Bateman doesn't play, that's that's a pretty big hit, which is good because who day baby our Bengals play them. But <laughs> we don't root for injuries. But who day? Yeah. yeah, we are no but way anyway, advocating for injury. Bengals by fourteen. Back to it. Um, where do you guys put Jalen Hurts right now? Because I think there's he's another one where like it differs a lot. I got him at five. I got him at five. I also, I also Mikey. Lee, let's go. He's behind Herbert. So, yeah, he's behind yeah. Herbert for me. I got Lamar at three. Yeah. Lamar's three, Herbert's four, Hertz is five, and then Burrow's six. Exactly okay. mine, Michael. I I literally think we have the same <laughs> list until eight and nine. Michael, I just love Herbert and Jackson. I I still have Herbert at three and Jackson at it, four, but yeah, Hertz is my yeah, five. It, I get that. You can argue Herbert ab- above Jackson, vice versa, but right now, yeah, Lamar's I mean, ridiculous this year. I'm not, I'm not He's been crazy at all because, like, they're, I, I completely get it, dude. I mean, it's, and if we're going to just do it on the context of like redraft, I mean, contract year, Lamar Jackson might end up being the greatest quarterback of all time. Who knows? Yeah. Because, holy yeah. crap, dude. He was like averaging 40 points per game before the Bills. By the way, the Bills' uh, defense is like a death sentence for fantasy quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, hopefully no one's looking for a picket rookie breakout this week. Yeah. Be disappointed. Yeah. You know, um, is anyone off the top of their head who um, the Steelers play after the Bills? I do not, I'm, but I am interested. Maybe I should look into that. Don't know. Yeah, I haven't looked. Jordan hopefully Poyer it's a good is team. literally the Grim Reaper. I just want to say that. Jordan Poyer, yeah, he's really yeah. good. Did Micah very Micah underrated one that got injured? They play the Bucks, so that's not good either. <laughs> okay, so it's gonna be rough going for a bit. <laughs> they play the Eagles, <laughs> <laughs> but then it's okay because there's a bye week after that, bro. Who made their schedule? That's, I mean, like the Bills are good enough for it, but. Like Tom is gonna be looking for a reason to put Trubisky back in after the bye week. <laughs> oh my call God. Big ben back. Somehow Pickett actually does do well. If One he of those even survives, I'll be impressed. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, would you say like Lamar, Herbert, and Hertz kind of make up a tier, or yeah, what, what I, are you thinking there? I would with the the way Hertz looks. Yeah, this James. Year. I think so. I think that's clearly the tier two. Yeah. Um, again, I told you, I'm also, I've been back and forth between Herbert being in tier one and tier two. Mm-hmm. But um, I'll say at this exact moment, I'll have him in tier two. So basically, I agree with you guys. But you could ask me tomorrow, and I might think Herbert's back in the top tier because I still think back on what he's been doing the past couple of years. He's, he's so good, too. His arm talent is ridiculous. So, I don't know. Right yeah. now, I'll say he's tier two, though. Now, I have another person in that tier. We know who under, he is. An understandably <laughs> not very popular person, um, but I have Deshaun Watson in that tier. Obviously, total scumbag in real life, but... 
Number five, number two, and number five fantasy finishes. His last games played. Uh, he's he's a good runner, great thrower on a better situation than he was in at the Texans. It's gross, but I I think oh, okay. uh, I think for fantasy, I I think I think I think he deserves to be in that tier. I could see it. So. My thing with um, I I left him out of my top ten, and it's not be he can easily move back in, and he could even move back to that number six spot that you just put him at. Like I I I just need to see something from him because I mean, even like thinking outside of that, it's like okay, he's on a new team, a brand new system, new weapons all around him for better or worse. So there are absolutely questions that are still going to be that need to be answered about him. And it's just by merit of the fact that, that he's dealt with a lot of change. All this change is obviously very self-inflicted upon himself. And as you said, yeah, he's he is a scumbag. But um, I think can easily move back into um, top 10 for me. But I, I just need to see something in the first few weeks that he comes back. Yeah, and when he does come back, I don't expect him to exactly light everything up. Because he hasn't played football in like two years, so he's essentially kind of a rookie again. Um, and, and that's pretty much what I was getting at too. Like he, you should not expect him to just go right back to being the Deshaun Watson he was before all this stuff came out. Uh, I I think we can see it by the end of this season, but really, I think I expect to be waiting more for like a I guess a regular off season, see what he does at the beginning of next season. That's when I'm going to be more i guess open to putting him back in the top 10 which again i'm i'm sure he will make it back there but i just need to see it and then i i I struggle where to put kyler i want to put him in that tier of players we just mentioned but his coaching situation is just so horrible Mm -hmm. cliff kingsbury is a grade a goofball on Um, the bright side he's probably watching more film I hope so, yeah. I hope Cliff Kingsbury is watching some damn film. For real, bro. I don't care. You, you guys saying all this stuff, Hollywood Brown is going off. So he you is. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, you're, I'm you're sure James knows They're that. getting that connection. Yeah, Cliff. they got that, man. They're looking good. Did you guys see that route chart of Hollywood Brown? No. No, I'm not. He lines up on the left side of the field. Oh, yeah, it's like all the same it's it's literally all the same route. Like there's no crossers. There's no. It's just <laughs> all like to the outside of the field. It's, <laughs> I need to see like, this. It's the honest. worst possible like coaching you could possibly have. And Cliff is just in his bag. Oh, we have Nick Barry calling a play where he just has Kyler run a deep route, <laughs> or not Kyler. Oh, like I hate Cliff King. Cliff Kingsbury. Everybody hates him, I think. Yeah. So, okay, here's another kind of somewhat on topic question. Not quarterbacks, but when Hopkins comes back, do you think he's actually going to be the wide receiver one? Because I mean, what we've seen from Hollywood is really, really good. I know he's top ten. I don't, I don't know what his exact rank is thus far, but he's been he's legit. Like six. I'm like not convinced that DeAndre is going to be the number. Obviously, he's going to be relevant. He's going to get his. I 
I think Hollywood's going to stay number one. I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but I don't, I don't what do think you guys it think? is at all at this point. I think DeAndre's going to play the number one, like the X receiver, just because that's what he's good at. Um, but I think Hollywood and Kyler's connection is like undeniable. It would not be the first time, Eve, that we would see a number two wide receiver rank much higher in fantasy. If I remember correctly, um, when was Godwin's breakout year? Uh, I think he's never truly been above Mike Evans, but I know he's had better years than Evans in fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I always think think it's ever since Brady, he's really been above uh, Evans in terms of fantasy performance, right? And uh, Godwin was like the number two receiver at one point. Then Evans was like five or something. I didn't even know he was that high. Yeah, he he went crazy in 2019, I think it was. Oh, Um, yeah, he was pretty crazy in 2019. His breakout year is 2018. Went crazy in 2019. We see see that type of stuff all the time. Like, D.D. Lamb plays more of the slot in the Cowboys and... It's really Michael Gallup that plays more of that like outside X receiver, and same thing with like Debo and Ayuk. So under normal circumstances, playing like having a receiver taking that number one away from someone like Hollywood is a good thing. We'll have to see how that works out with Cliff, because Cliff, like I said, grade A goofball. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. That's that's what I'm gonna start calling bad coaches, grade A goofballs. Zach Taylor. I can add him to my list of war criminals. Zach Taylor. I can't put him in this. He's Zach Taylor's like. It's in the play calling. Yeah. Yeah. Zach Taylor's like a grade B goofball. (laughs) He's not A tier. It's like Cliff and Matt Rule currently in the A tier. Oh my and maybe hack it if he doesn't get his stuff together. Reminded me of Rule. Oh my god. Oh my god. Rule's terror. I don't. I don't know how he still has a job. He's worse than King. I, I don't care. I'm, I'm, I think Rule is worse than Cliff. Yeah. Which is also like debating on which turd is uglier. Yeah. But yeah, it's, you. It's still. I hate them both. Oh my god. Rule should have been fired when like they they picked up what's his name's fifth year option before he even played. Sam Darnold, and they had to pay him all that money while he's just uh, behind oh, yeah. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> it's it's so funny because they asked him like why he did that, and he was like, "I don't know." <laughs> he's just like, "I don't fucking know." <laughs> I don't know, man. Why are you asking me? He's I'm like, "What you think? You think I'm the head coach? What are you talking yeah, about?" <laughs> Ask Christian McCaffrey. That's not my job. Team decisions aren't my job. Um. Anyway, oh yeah, we were talking about Kyler. So Kyler, yeah, I I debate whether to sneak him into the end of that tier two or whether to bump him down to the um, tier three-ish player, like with the Joe Burrows, the... He's tier uh, three. That's the only part of that tier. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's Burrow and Kyler for me. Yeah. Yeah, I I have Watson in that tier, though. I personally have Burrow at six, which Murray is at seven for me, but I mean, they are. Yeah, Murray's at seven for me. But the thing is, I think Joe Burrow, Kyron, Watson are in that same tier at the moment in terms of ranking. Mm. With, I just need to see more from Watson when he returns to put him above that tier. Then after that, it gets pretty murky. 
Okay. Yeah, that, that's like oh, the only relevant people in the rankings, I'd say. I think Dak. Dak is still desirable. I completely forgot he existed. Yeah. He's injured. He's more desirable than Cooper Rush, though. That's a good point. Rush has it, played really well. But unironically, like, Rush has actually looked really good. Yeah, he's Skip looked Bayless really good. Keeps pushing this agenda. I mean, I heard people talking like, oh, he's better than your average backup. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But then seeing this, like, oh, wow. Seeing him yeah. do that for multiple games, like, oh, okay. I guess they Would weren't Would you lying. rather start a franchise with Cooper Rush or Baker Mayfield? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Cooper Rush is so, like, dead serious. Yeah, so I would too at this point. Oh Cooper Rush God. understands how games are won. You just throw to your best player. Like if you look at CD Lamb's receiving numbers with Cooper Rush in, they're insane. Um, but for but yeah. some reason, Baker subscribes the opposite philosophy. Throw Ignore your number one. <laughs> throw to the dirt. Yeah, throw to the dirt. <laughs> Like, dirt is I think it's one. actually crazy how Cooper Rush is just four and zero in the NFL. <laughs> like, yeah, he's five like and zero technically. Just, yeah. Oh, five and zero. That's literally he the best. One that, game last year. Yeah, he's he the best. Like start for any Cowboys quarterback. None of them ever started four and zero. But I thought the I think he's four and zero because didn't Dak play the first week? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, but, like, they, if I'm the Cowboys, I'm just like, yeah, Dak, you could rest. I think you're, uh, <laughs> your hand looks a little hurt, you know? Just take a take a breather. And then break until, like, more. <laughs> just break his hand again. Yeah, um, it's just, like, it's crazy how, like, just decent he is at playing quarterback in ways that, like, Dak Prescott isn't sometimes. It's weird, because Cooper Rush isn't, like, good at anything but yet he's good he just like doesn't screw up which yeah. is like for that cowboys team with that much talent really it's just that's what you need him to do he just he drives down the field when you need him to and he scores and then other times you don't need him to he doesn't really do anything yeah played well enough to beat the Bengals. <sighs> i didn't need to hear that and uh, anyway um I think that was Dak was like nine, right? Yeah, Dak's so, nine. I have two and Trevor at ten. And that's yeah, I was going to ask, ask who would you guys rather have at point Tua Tagovailoa or Trevor Lawrence? I ha- yeah, I have Tua right above Trevor right now. It's just like there's so much uncertainty with where this concussion is going to end up. And just in my mm-hmm. opinion, I mean, like I think he plays obviously, but it's just definitely concerning to me. I mean, for me, I just moved Tua down probably a couple spots purely because of, like, my fear with his concussion. Nothing because of n- – nothing to do with his performance because he's, he's been really good this year, obviously. But, like, yeah, that's – we kind of talked about earlier. That's a terrifying injury. Just seeing the way he had his hands in front of his face laying down, like, I, I was sick watching that. And even thinking back on that, I, I hate it. I, I never watched the replay of the actual play because everyone like, oh, oh, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. watch that again. So, um, that's another thing. It's I say similar to Deshaun. It's not at all similar to Deshaun, but it's like I need to see something again from him because like this, this could really screw you up. 
Yeah, did you guys see that the 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 doctor that discovered CTE like basically like said on like live that like Tua should like should retire from the NFL? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. That's I saw Scary. that too. That's like it's terrifying. Like, I don't oh. doubt that like Tua could come back and be like about as good of a quarterback as he was, but like I feel like if he keeps taking hits like that, especially another like concussion, uh, like he's just going to turn into Antonio Brown. It's just like, at what point is it worth it for him? Like as a person, like knowing he already has like $30 million and everything. It's just like, it's a dangerous sport for him at the moment. Yeah. It's not that it even happened twice. It's just that it happened twice in like, what? Not even four a, days. Four days. Yeah. Not even a full week. That's yeah. horrible. I mean, the entire nation just watched this dude like fall over. Like out of nowhere, they allow him to get back into that game. He plays on the Thursday night, and we see a whole thrown. Oh my god! It's just that's malpractice. That's that's an entire different discussion. But that was malpractice. He never should have came back into that game. I didn't. I mean, obviously, I'm no medical expert. I didn't think he. I was shocked that he was going to be good to play against the Bengals. Now that looks even worse. But oh my goodness, that is terrible. Yeah, yeah. But are are we all in agreement that healthy Tua would be above Trevor for the ten spot? I yes. think so. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Trevor had yeah. like one good game this year, but then if you like really watch like the Jaguars, like he's just really like not that good. Mm-hmm. You're not Somebody, that guy, pal. He just is not that guy. <laughs> Somebody did a chart. I bothering me that I can't remember who it is. I think his name is Miguel on Twitter, and it it's like a chart of like your first sixteen starts are a pretty good indicator of like the level of quarterback you'll be in the NFL. Um, and I think Trevor came in at just around like league average for his potential. So yeah, um, I'm not make the it one. What you will? Yeah, I'm not. I'm like of all people. Not the one to say, like, you know how people say, like, oh, look at Justin Fields' starts and compare them to Josh Allen's first starts. Yeah, so, like, I'm not the one to, like, usually make that argument, but, like, for a project, I wouldn't call Trevor Lawrence a project quarterback, but he has a ton of upside, and, like, he really did have a really horrible coaching, like, staff his first year, and, like, Christian Kirk's good, but he doesn't have, like, that wide receiver one. I still think he could, like, eventually in his career... Like maybe next year make like a jump just because he has that like upside to him, but like it is just a very bad correlation between like having that like and it wasn't like we know last year like the coaching situation was horrible, but like he wasn't like making a lot of the throws any like things that were just on him yeah. like beyond like I guess coaches can help your mechanics and whatnot, but like. I don't know. He's just, he very much is not like the prospect that we expected him to be. And I feel like almost all of his value is just in projection. Mm-hmm. Um, if, let's say, uh, CJ Stroud and uh, Bryce Young were on an NFL team right now, would you take them over Trevor Lawrence? I think I would. Depending on how the season goes, like if they go and like play well, and like Trevor's like still mid the rest of the year, I think I would probably take like yeah like Bryce Young or CJ. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think that's the same sort of situation with me. I want to see him finish out year two. That's where I'm at. They they joined the league right now going into week five. Yeah, I'd probably take both of them over him, but I'm not ready to make that assessment right now. Uh, Show me that you are not good two years in a row because, like you just said, his coaching staff last year was probably the worst coaching staff I've ever seen ever. Yeah. I I can only hope that's the worst coaching staff well, perhaps <laughs> typically frowned upon. Well, I frowned upon it personally. Personally, goodness gracious! But yeah, so show me this year that you're still not good, and then I'll talk about that. I guess. I think it's interesting that Zach Wilson, on according to PFF at least, once again outplayed Trevor Lawrence. Growing trend, but for us Zach Wilson believers, the milkman. Um, uh, we win, basically. A really, yeah, a really important point here that uh, I think you were kind of touching on is that Zach Wilson hit a pretty clean gritty yeah. uh, in his game last year. I have not seen Trevor Lawrence even attempt the gritty. He might be anti-gritty, for all we know. Dude, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm moving him down my rankings right now. <laughs> it's just, I can't trust a quarterback who isn't going to hit the gritty. I can't trust a sauceless quarterback, honestly. Honestly, a question with uh, I want to bring up a question of Trevor. Do you guys take him over Zach Wilson, or what do you guys want to do with that? Where do you put Zach Wilson at in terms of dynasty QBs? It's kind of a hard thing to rank him, but he uh, I have him. I think I, I think he's outside my top twelve. Um, so I actually don't have Trevor Lawrence at ten. I probably should have. Announce that, but I have I have Russ at ten still. Russ kind of kind of a goofball, but I, I think yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only word. Such a goofball, kind of a cornball, just a goober. Um, but I think I just trust him more for fantasy. Let him know, Pretty- pass or run, guys. <laughs> a new Subway sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> It's spicy. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, just hearing that made me drop five spots. <laughs> yeah, he. I'm putting Goff above Russ. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I think for Zach, who would you rather have, Zach Wilson or Matthew Stafford? <sighs> I think maybe Zach Wilson? Question mark? Maybe. <laughs> It might be Zach Wilson. The thing is, Stafford's not looked good at all this year, really. Stafford has looked like doo-doo because he hates Allen Robinson for one thing. But, like... We all know the thing. Oh, yeah, we all know. We we know. We all know. We we are very aware of the thing. Yeah, very aware. Obviously, QBs typically age well, but Stafford is 34 and if Zach Wilson can just prove that, okay, you're going to start for a while, he doesn't need to show me that he's going to be elite. Just show me that you're going to start for a while, and I'm taking him over Stafford. Because Stafford, has been mid this year. He's been doo-doo this year. Well, he has I, been. I mean, I think he's he can keep forcing balls to Cooper Cup and triple coverage. I, I think he will turn around. I think he'll be good by the end of this year. But that's... It's not been inspiring to start out. So I guess I'm taking Wilson. It also kind of depends, like, for the for rankings like these, when it gets to, like, 
closer in the mid range. It's like okay, I'm. I say I'll take Wilson over Stafford, but if I have Stafford, I'm not sure that I trade him for Wilson. It would depend on what team I'm working with. So that that's mm-hmm. it becomes kind of there's a lot of gray area once you get into that middle ground. But I guess in a vacuum, I'm taking um, Mr. Milf, the Milf man. Uh, by the way, those of you that didn't figure out the thing, uh, just look up the Rams' top three receivers receivers right now, and you'll figure out who it is, <laughs> what the thing is. And watch a Rams game and pay attention to when Allen Robinson's open. It's pretty if, often. I wonder if Matt Stafford has ever heard of Kyle Phillips. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's uh, I think that is um. I think that's that's ten. Gave you a little a little more than ten. Any uh, actually ending it off. Where does Justin Fields rank for you guys? Please, pretty no. damn low right now. Oh, pretty <laughs> Please low. no. I got pretty bro. low. I mean, like maybe that's not the right way to say, it, but I got him with like Mac Jones and just like I don't know what the hell is going on. Not even convinced he's bad, but my I Lord, hate that I team. Anything's gonna happen there. I've never seen an offense with like less confidence. Like the Sam Darnold offense through in like with the Jets, like actually through the ball. It does it does give me flashbacks like Josh Rosen. Like yeah. they did they did not want Josh Rosen to touch the ball on the Cardinals. Yeah. And I don't I don't I don't know if they have confidence in Justin Fields or not, but making me scared. Oh, here's another one. Would you rather have Matt Stafford or Trey Lance? Which Trey Lance's injury? Mm. I'd probably take. That's really tough. That's tough. I might say Matthew Stafford and try to trade him at the end of the season. Depend. It. I don't know. Yeah, it is a tough one. It is tough. I'm. I think I'd probably do the Stafford thing. Just keep him and then see if he booms or busts, and then see what I can get for him at the end of the year. That, that ankle injury is rough. It's not <laughs> it nothing is. to joke about. Yeah, especially for what his like projected upside would be. Like if there's yeah. only rushing issues, kind of like what Dak had. Although Dak, I did you would Dak had a more severe injury, yeah. right? Like you could literally see like the bone, right? Mm. So at least for the next year, and really even this year, Dak isn't like the rushing guy that he was. Um, Dax, I, I believe Dax was like a compound fracture, meaning like the bone was sticking out. Yeah. So hopefully it's just like a surgery will fix in like a lot of time will fix this up for Lance and he's just like back as normal. Uh, but like there is just that I like watch out for like if they just have to use him in a exclusively passing role for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I think that's all we got for uh, this episode. I want to do episode pretty soon about uh, college prospects in the 23 class because... Right now, 23, looking kind of messy, honestly. It might not be the like absolute stud top-to-bottom class that we thought it was. Still good, but maybe not like the best ever or whatever people were saying. Um, but yeah, want to get into that for another episode and uh, do that hopefully soon. Um, but yeah, that's all we got for you guys today. Uh, good luck in your matchups. Hopefully you can get some of these stud quarterbacks uh, on your team. 
uh, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, Matt Rule, Grade A Goofballs, and yeah, that's all we got for you guys. Adios, everyone. See ya. See ya.